Hey, I'm Larry Little, and you're listening to Crossing the Line 2021. Uh, We have an exciting first guest. We had part one of the podcast last week, and now we're going to have part two with Dr. Nick Glispie, and he's going to talk to us about COVID-19. He's done incredible research. Dr. Glispie has studied with some of the greatest minds in the world at UAB Hospital in Birmingham, Alabama. He is a brilliant man, a wonderful uh, physician, an even better leader. So, I really value him, and if you missed part one, go back and and listen to that. You need to hear about his life and and how he grew up, some great stories that will make you smile, and then some really vulnerable moments where Nick, just uh, in self-awareness, shares some struggles that that he has gone through. But we're going to turn the corner, and we're going to listen now in part two as he talks about the COVID-19 crisis and and i'm gonna do something a little different generally i'll jump in and add a comment or two or do a voiceover i'm not gonna do that with part two part two i'm gonna keep my mouth shut i'm gonna let you enjoy this and learn from this and hopefully have some takeaways as we jump into this conversation with dr nick glispie this is part two as he talks about uh, the covid 19 crisis So Nick, let's let's shift gears for just a minute because I want to pick your brain a bit. I want I want to pull from um, your brilliant mind for just a few minutes and and ask you to help us because this is a ridiculous time we're in. I mean, it's frustrating for all of us. Uh, every you know, do you wear a mask? You don't wear a mask? Mandatory mask? Can't travel? Do we travel? Do we stay home? I mean, it's re- just ridiculous. That's that's the bottom line. It's so hard. And we're trying to do the right things. We're, we're trying to do the things we, we were supposed to do. But from a business perspective, um, it's it's been incredibly difficult. Um, it's caused us to think differently, which is great. It's caused us to, to use that word that we're all sick of hearing, pivot. And, you know, that's, that's you know, still going on in 2021. Um, but it, help us to know from a medical perspective, this whole COVID pandemic, we've got vaccines out now. We're trying to get them to people and we're struggling to do that. Talk to us. Talk to us about the vaccine. Talk to us about the mask. Uh, is that going to end in your in your uh, opinion? Is it not? W- w- give us your thoughts on the whole 2021 pandemic. I'd like to do this maybe in two seconds because I want to talk about the mask a little bit. Perfect. And I think you know what I'm going to say. I love it. I, want you to. We, I told you about this the other day. Yeah. Uh, when, when this started and we started wearing the mask, uh, immediately um, depression went up feelings of and, and the thing that people who knew who had who were versed in psychology would say is we're disconnected everyone was disconnected i was disconnected you were probably disconnected mm-hmm. we're all disconnected wearing this mask That's exactly right. uh you know how do you interact with people well uh, i was in the grocery store a couple of weeks ago and uh I don't know why this hit me, but this uh, this uh, uh, young teenager walks by me in the grocery store with eye contact the entire time he walked by, and I thought, well, that's weird. Yeah. You know, I'm not used to getting eye contact from teenagers, yeah. um, and so I started noticing eye contact. And even during this interview, we're doing something that I would be very uncomfortable doing usually, which is we've had eye contact a good bit during the interview. So what I've noticed is, is that we're not so disconnected anymore, but we've connected through eye contact, mm. something that socially uh, was kind of taboo before. Uh, I remember being in, 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 a, in a, uh, 
class on um, communications. Mm -hmm. And we talked about eye contact in yeah. that. And we were warned never to have eye contact more than seven seconds before you looked away or you became threatening. Wow. So mm -hmm. uh, that could be either uh, physically threatening or, yeah. or whatever. Right. So uh, you became threatening. And so typically the eye contact, and, and again, I've thought about this for, for many years because of the courses, uh, about three seconds is about what eye contact we usually, usually sustain. Mm -hmm. Up to seven seconds, over seven seconds, it became uncomfortable. Right. So, but now that's that's gone. Now I don't know why that was in society. Right. I don't know that if eye contact has some dark side to it, like people can take advantage of you if you have good eye contact. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows yeah. why that was there? But it seems to be going away. And what I'm noticing in my job has actually gotten easier communicating with my patients. Really. Uh, and, and to keep communicating with other wear your mask and talk to somebody and watch them look at you and tell them what I told you yesterday is yeah. you're doing it. Yeah. I found something and you're doing it right you're now. Doing it you're right right this I wonder what it is. Yeah. Anyway, you're doing it right now. And what are you doing? You're doing eye contact. Wow. And so this eye contact thing, uh, we're not disconnected anymore, but we're doing something we, we really never done before. And that is we're communicating and we're having great eye contact. And it's kind of fun to think about. It's kind of fun to do. Uh, so when you cut down, you, you shut down a means of communication, in other words, the mask, you can't see your mouth anymore, then you have to overuse another method of communication, which is eyes. Eye is that what you're saying? Mouth and facial expression. Are gone. Yeah. Are gone. So you have to use and so eyes. you have to know if somebody's smiling at you, whether without seeing their, their and, and, and occasionally I find it funny that I'll have somebody react to me as if I'm smiling at them, and I'm not. I'm under the mask. And I go, well, that's pretty funny because you think I'm smiling and that makes me smile. <laughs> <laughs> They're trying to read your eyes. You know, and I, I, I said this to Larry, this is, this is, I'm thinking about eye contact and I'm thinking like, this is weird because now I can have eye contact and not feel weird about it because of the mask. Right. And I said, where have I seen this before? And it's with your dog. You and your dog have great <laughs> eye contact. I mean, you think about, you look yeah. at your dog, you're looking at their eyes yeah. and they're looking at your eyes yeah. and it doesn't break. And so we all got this communication. So I don't know. I hope we don't start patting each other on the head or <laughs> yes, wagging our tails or something. But <laughs> that is no, that is amazing, and it's so true. What that's a positive that we can take away from all this mask wearing. I wonder what's going to happen once we take the masks off. Yeah. I wonder if the yeah, eye, are we eye going back will continue yeah. or will go back, oh. or if it does continue, will it have a negative consequence down the road? Will people start taking advantage of us because we become too trusting with the eyes? Uh, when I said yeah. practice becomes easier, I can tell that patients are a little bit more trusting of me. And, and, and in that, I can get the story out of them that they need to tell me so that I can help them get How where they need to, need to go. Okay. So they seem to trust me more with this better eye contact. Those are all some thoughts I've had. They may be all wrong, but they're hey, kind of fun to think about. I think they're and they great. They seem to be fairly that, consistent. Yeah, they are, that, that's really interesting and a great positive spin on the situation of wearing masks. And, um, and it, it increases eye contact. I think that's awesome. And that's a great takeaway. And we need a positive takeaway. Well, in this and, and that's one, I think that's a big one. You ask about, um, basically you ask about the va vaccine yes. and the illness and, and there is so much, there is so much, uh, bad information out there. Mm. Uh, miscommunication, yeah. um, that, uh, at one point I said, okay, forget all the stuff that's coming out. Everything that you see, base it on something that you've known, and has been stable for you over the past 35 years as you practice medicine. 
So I started getting a little relief at that because every day something was coming up. You know, there's this drug, there's that drug, does this work, does that work? And, uh, um, and the communication style is coming from scientists. And so they're not necessarily, they're great scientists, but they're not necessarily the greatest communicators. Right. And let's talk about some of the miscommunication. Like some of the questions it's asked me, uh, if I get this, they said I can get it again. Right. And so what hope do I have? Right. Well, if you ask the scientist, a leading scientist, the question, if I get this, can I get it again? Mm -hmm. Or if you get this, can you get it again? Right. And the answer to that is going to be yes. But let's look at the you. Uh, you can mean individual or you can mean collective. So if I get this, so let's change the you to I. If I get this, can I get it again? The answer would be, you know, that's very improbable. It's not impossible, but it's very improbable. It'd be like you get chicken pox twice. Okay. This is a virus. Yeah. Once you get immunity to a virus, based on my 30 years of experience, and there should not be anything special about this virus other than the disease it causes, as right. far as the immunity to it, you should get the same immunity. Mm. So we should see your antibody levels to come up for a while, and they'll stay up for a while, but you've got immunity to thousands of viruses, and those antibodies don't plug up your immune system, plug up your bloodstream, uh, they come back when you get exposed to the virus. Okay, again. that's interesting. So expect your expect your titers of your antibodies to wane in your bloodstream, mm -hmm. but expect them to come back if you get exposed to the virus again so that you have prolonged uh, immunity. It's great information. Now, if you ask the, uh, ask the specialist, how long does this vaccine last? They'll say it lasts a year. And you go, we're going to have to do this every year. That would be the answer. The the, the what you would hear. Yeah, we would say. But the that. reason they say it lasts is it lasts a year is because we've had the vaccine and been testing it for a year. We know it lasts for a year. Right. All it's right. the data. That's what it's data the data. Yeah. So, so and they're going to give you the truth of the data. They're not going to you know vary from that. Right. Well, perhaps next year, you know, based on my experience for the past thirty years, perhaps next year we'll say, well, we know it lasts two years. Hopefully, twenty years from now, we'll say. You know what? That, yeah. that lasted 20 years. So if you get the disease, you can pop you, the collective you, there'll be somebody in that collective you get it again. Mm -hmm. Not very likely, very improbable that that would happen, but that can happen. Well, then the next question, if I get the vaccine, can I still get the disease? If you can get the disease and get the disease again, well, obviously, if you get the vaccine, you can get the disease. Uh, it's not very probable. Right. Uh, I don't know how probable it is compared to getting the disease. You know, which one's best? You would think that the disease would give you the best immunity, but the vaccine gives you really good immunity. And I have heard that one of the vaccine uh, saw uh, in print where one of the uh, vaccine manufacturers has come out and said the vaccine is effective against the mutant strands. Okay. So sure. So there's there's two ways to get around this pandemic. You're either going to get the disease right. and get immunity. Right. Or you're going to get the vaccine and get immunity. Okay. So you don't very have any simple. choice. Two, very two choices. Yeah, yep. two choices. Mm -hmm. um, I have heard that once 90% of the population uh, has immunity to the population, right. either through the vaccine mm -hmm. or through the disease, mm -hmm. uh, once 90%, then we can get out of the masks. Mm -hmm. uh, we can go back to normal. Well, does that mean if I hold out and I don't get the disease and I don't get the vaccine, I'm that lucky because I've stayed that secluded, then I'll it's over with. Not necessarily so. Now, there's so much information out there. If I'm to believe, and I can choose which I want to believe, right. if I'm to believe that some, some fella in China ate an undercooked bat 
and did this to the world, right? One guy, right? Then I have to think, as long as somebody has the virus and is infectious with the virus, right? That you could probably get it if you've never had it before. So it's a fairly contagious bug. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my instruct my my encouragement is is to get the vaccine as soon as you can. There you go. Well, which one do I get? You get the first one that's offered. There you go. You get the first okay. one that's offered. Get it as okay. soon as you can, uh, so that we can get this uh, virus quieted down. Well, why do we want to get rid of it quickly? Well, we do want to economically and for all those reasons get back to it quickly. But we also want to get back to it. We want to get rid of the virus quickly, get it out of the population uh, because of its tendency to mutate. Okay. The longer it's out there, the more chance there is for it to mutate. So the sooner we get either the vaccine or the disease, hopefully the vaccine, uh, the sooner the virus uh, goes away, uh, and then we don't have to worry about the mutations. See, that is something I haven't heard, and that is incredibly helpful, that one of the reasons we need to get vaccinated is so that we can can do away with or at least reduce the mutation of the virus. Right. That, yeah, that, that's amazing. So to, for, for, for me, let's break it down simple so I can, I can understand it, right? Larry, if, if you haven't had the, the virus yet, get the vaccine. Right. Right? And those you love, get, get the vaccine. And I know, I know Nick, and, and I would ask you just to comment on this because we, we live in an area where nobody trusts anybody. And there are groups of people saying it's, you know, there's the conspiracy theory that if you get the vaccine, it's, you know, it's loaded with things that are, they're going to track you and all these kinds of conspiracy ideas of the vaccine. Speak to that. It, it, do you believe that the, the, the vaccine is, is just a, a way that our government is trying to track us? Or do you believe from your research and in 30 years of practice and understanding vaccines that this is a legitimate vaccine that can help a lot of people? Well, first of all, I, we do put devices under the skin in people to monitor heart rates and do things like that. You can feel those. And those aren't in a liquid that you can inject. That technology just doesn't exist. So, right. so it doesn't. I think that this vaccine is something that uh, um, our president saw as a need for uh, to get rid of this pandemic. And I think he pushed it very hard. Uh, I don't think that uh, there's anything in there other than the vaccine. There's no reason to believe that. Right. Uh, and uh, I don't think there's that. All right. People say, well, the vac- you're going to hear the vaccine hurts people. Vaccines always hurt people. Right. Okay. There's always uh, someone that doesn't tolerate something well. Uh, if, uh, if the vaccine, uh, if we could get rid of this by giving everyone a glass of milk, mm-hmm. there would be people that didn't do well with that glass of milk. They'd get sick, and right. probably even sick and nigh to death, depending on how they respond to that. There's going to be people that don't respond well to the vaccine. If they don't respond well to the vaccine, chances are they weren't going to respond well to the illness either, and you don't have a choice. You're going to get one of the two. So I would choose the vaccine. And so uh, the next thing I hear is, what do you say to someone who says, I will not get the vaccine? Then from my heart, I say, I hope you do, do well with the illness. Yeah, because you will either get the vaccine or you'll get the illness. You get the illness. You get to choose. You'll get to choose. Wow. Uh, Incredibly helpful. Uh, thank you for for taking a side road with me and helping us to understand. In these times, a lot of people are scared. A lot of people are confused and just misinformed. So, uh, thank you. I, I trust your leadership and and your ability to help help us walk down these 
these scary paths, if you will. So I could talk to you all day. I, I, this has been so much fun. I didn't know it was going to be this much fun. Oh, man. Talk, but you asked me to talk about myself. How much better can that be? <laughs> You're a great person to talk about. That's what it is. I want to ask, can I ask you one more thing before we let you go? I know Absolutely. your time is, is limited, but I want, to, I want to ask you one more thing. So there are a lot of, of leaders out there who are they're just getting into this this workforce. They're, maybe they're just graduating. Maybe they're 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 into a new job, but they're trying to figure out how to how to lead. They're trying to figure this whole leadership journey out. What tidbits of, of information, of help, of encouragement could you give these young leaders, these aspiring leaders, if you will, who are just getting into our workforce, these Generation Zs, if you will, um, help us? What, what would you say to young leaders coming into the workforce today? Uh, I could say a lot. But let's, let's, let's see which, <laughs> which, which, which one of these rabbit trails we want to go down. Uh, um, I think I would say uh, make sure you're under authority. Um, Grew up, my parents were the authority. Older siblings were the authority. If they if they instigated something, they got in trouble. So they were given some authority and they took it. Parents were authority. I didn't accept that authority very well because I was a kid. Mm. I didn't ex- ex- accept it through my teenage years. Mm. I mean, I was I was normal in that respect. Yeah. So so, but have a uh, understand authority. And and this came to me um, as I made the decision to trust my. Uh, experience, my 35 years experience, when bombarded with all this misinformation and bad information, what do I trust? What yeah. do I not trust? Well, I've got a, a lot of experience that I can fall back on to trust. That's the authority. And so then I can have, use that as authority uh, over, um, over these, over these things that's happening. Yeah. So accept authority. And mm-hmm. as a leader, um, um, don't mean to sound bad, but you know, I've seen people, I've been in a lot of positions over the years, committees, whatever, and I've seen people aspire to those leadership positions because they were, uh, with that position came prestige or uh, um, acceptance, uh, mm-hmm. lots of different things sure. that you might yeah. might get from that. But um, leadership, you should be a servant. It, it's servant leadership. Oh, that's great. And you should be, uh, as a servant, you should be under authority. Hmm. Now, uh, what authority? Uh, there may be rules. and op- I mean, right now we're under authority to wear a mask. Right. I know that you don't need to wear a mask because you can't get the disease right. or transmit it. Right. I don't need to wear a mask right. because I can't get the disease or transmit it. We've so both had safe. the virus for we're, clarity. We've we both had it. Yeah. yeah. We're safe. Yeah. So, uh, uh, but we still wear the mask. Why? Because we're under That's authority. Right. right. That's and, right. And we're going to do that because yeah. we accept that authority. Uh, and I think there's moral authority, and you have to you have to decide about that too. Uh, and where are you going to get that That's moral good. authority? That's really good. Uh, as I made that decision, wow, um, I'm going to uh, go under the authority that has been given to me because I have a medical license given to me by the authority of the medical board. Um, uh, I have been. I'm under that authority, and I have to obey those rules. Yeah. And so now I can judge this information coming in. Well, what about the rest of my life? All of this other misinformation that comes in for the rest of my life, aside from the virus, I'm like, what have I got to fall back on that? At that moment, I became a Bible scholar. How about that? I have. Yeah. I am not a Bible scholar, and I don't think you can. Can you claim to be a Bible scholar, <laughs> I mean, scholar just because you started? Studying? You could. You could. So I'm in a discipleship <laughs> group group now. That's awesome. And I am absolutely into into uh, into Bible study as a it. moral authority. Hmm. Been around the Bible all my life. Been in church all my life. Right. But I have I've studied disease and 
health and that kind of stuff. I've never really spent the time studying the Bible, like I said, mm -hmm. that stuff. And so I've selected that as my moral authority. That might not be where you want to go, but right. you need to have a moral authority. And uh, uh, as a leader, uh, you need to be a uh, servant leader. Mm. You need to uh, have manners mm. and show respect. Mm. Uh, uh, there is a, a natural respect that goes up to the top, uh, but there needs to be a bottom down, an upside down respect yeah. that goes down too. So yeah. that guy who comes in and, and he does the uh, uh, job, which is, is not as quote important, but is absolutely important. If he doesn't yeah. have the respect and if you're not treating yeah. him with the manners that he deserves, that's right. your building is not gonna be as, nearly as clean as it could be. <laughs> that's right. And he's not gonna be nearly as happy as he could be either wow. working for you. So uh, manners, respect, and have a moral authority. Wow, that is that is incredible wisdom, and and I hope you you took notes uh, as Nick helped us to understand that. Really, those are great truths for leaders of any age at any position in an organization. Understanding whose authority you choose to be under, but know you have to be under some type of authority and moral authority. Having manners and respect, uh, just amazing uh, things for us to all continue to work on in that servant leadership. Nick, you are incredible. Thank you for this time. I truly appreciate you you giving your time so that we might cross that line to, to help leaders and speak into the lives of leaders. Uh, it's been a blast, and uh, I want to thank you. I wish you the very best as you continue to make a difference in the lives of others. Larry, first time anybody's ever asked me to come talk about myself, nobody asks about yourself. <laughs> they want to talk about their self. So anytime you want to do this, we'll talk about me. <laughs> we'll do it. Thank you, Nick. Thank you, Larry. Bye-bye. Well, there you have it. What incredible insight from Dr. Glispie. Uh, who knew there was a positive to mask wearing? I mean, you know, it, it increases eye contact. What a great thing to focus on and to think about. And then his, his take on, on the vaccine, his take on, on the, the whole virus situation, I think was very unique and, and very, very, very helpful. And then finally, as Nick shared with us about, uh, about leading and, and what do we need to really be strong leaders that, that we need manners, we need moral authority, we need to understand servant leadership and, and how to show respect uh, to each other. Uh, just, just things that are so important and so missing in today's leadership culture many, many times. Thank you so much for uh, listening. Thanks for joining us, for being a part of the Crossing the Line family. If you think about it and can uh, give us a, a five-star or a, uh, a review, we sure would like that. It sure would help us uh, as we continue to try to think through what makes a difference in your life so that we can continue to cross the line from our head to our heart in order to do just that, in order to make a difference.